Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing. Today, we'll enjoy a conversation with Kristen Rubin of Sweetwater Stem Co., based in Gig Harbor, Washington. When we moved down here, he was the one that was like, let's let's get some property and do that. And I'm like, I was all for it. Uh, wow. and, um, he, he was thinking vegetables. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> I've heard that flowers, you know, local flowers is going to be a big thing. That was in 2018. After that first year, people were approaching me for events and weddings and growers buckets and things like that. And um, I sell to florists. I have quite a few florists that are really promoting local flowers and also just the, the public doing, you know, your DIY weddings. Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 639. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms, and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 750 florist shops and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Grow Flowers, Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. And thank you to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, Supply to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. This week, we're learning about how one grower has managed her first five flower farming years. Kristen Rubin of Sweetwater Stem Co. in Gig Harbor, Washington, will share how she found sales channels for her blooms at a time when local farmers markets were closed due to the pandemic. Kristen and her husband, Alan, bought what she describes as a vintage eight-acre farm in 2019, previously home to Highland cattle. When they relocated to Kristen's home state of Washington after living in Anchorage, Alaska for a brief period, they chose the name Sweetwater Stem to honor Kristen's family legacy. Her great-grandfather arrived in Idaho at the turn of the century as a pioneer, and he founded the town of Sweetwater. The new farm's location in Gig Harbor's Rainash Valley became the idyllic spot to put into practice their philosophy of sustainable organic farming. They use minimal till practices and broad fork their beds to maintain healthy soil biome. Beneficial insects are released during the growing season to guard against pests, and non-chemical methods are used to sustain plant health. They use fish fertilizer and brew compost tea to foliar feed by spraying plants weekly to help create an ideal environment for healthy plants and to attract pollinators to this safe haven. Sweetwater Stem Company grows a variety of flowers and foliage throughout the year, including old-fashioned favorites 
like zinnias, lysianthus, snapdragons, and dahlias, as well as very popular early spring bulb crops like specialty tulips and ranunculus. In the second half of our conversation, Kristen will share the news of the Gig Harbor Flower Farmers Guild, a cohort of several area growers formed about a year ago to operate a weekly direct-to-consumer flower market and a specialty wholesale to florist hub. Still in the development stage, the Guild has talent, creativity, and a vision to bring more local flowers to their community, and you'll be inspired by their plants. Let's jump right in and learn more from Kristen Rubin of Sweetwater Stem Co. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Show. I'm Deborah Prinzing, founder of the Slow Flowers Society and host of the show. I'm so thrilled today to welcome Kristen Rubin of Sweetwater Stem Co. Hi, Kristen. Hello. It's so good to see you. Thanks for doing this with me. Thank you. We are only about 20 miles away from each other, so this is kind of pathetic, but (laughs) it's winter, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I was, as I was saying before we started recording that you're, you know, we are located nearby each other, but we finally met this past fall at a flower farming event in Kitsap County. And um, it just made me realize I wanted to get you on the podcast. And I think we even talked about it briefly at that coffee coffee gathering, but um, now we're here. Um, And I'd love to have you introduce Sweetwater Stem Co. uh, to the Slow Flowers community. Um, Just, you know, what are you growing? Where are you located? How is this business um, set up? And we'll we'll go from there. Yes. um, I started growing about five years ago in Gig Harbor, Washington. That's where my farm is at. Um, I have been growing for, you know, five years. And my specialty is uh, tulips, ranunculus, lysianthus, and um, I th- sell through the local stores in the Gig Har- Harbor er- uh, area, and I have a farm stand on my farm. Wow. And, and just to put you on the map, um, I'm in South Seattle, um, halfway between Seattle and Tacoma. And if you go to Tacoma and then cross the bridge over to the peninsula, that's where Gig Harbor is, which is kind of a charming Lots of waterfront, lots of boats, lots of tourists and second homes. But um, why, how did you end up there? Um, I moved from, well, my husband's job really brought us here. We okay. moved to Alaska. And when we moved, um, I, my husband wanted to get property. And we looked out in the Puyallup area, but with the commuting, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. So we look, We were looking in the, in the um, Gig Harbor area, and we came across this property in the Rainash Valley that had Highland cattle on it. And wow. it was just, it was real run down, very vintage. But <laughs> I, I saw a vision. I had a vision. And wow. So you're kind cool. of, you're not, you're, you're outside the little, the village of Gig yes. Harbor. You're yeah. in, is it sort of more semi-rural or? Yeah, it's, it's classified rural. Um, it's about 12 minutes outside the uptown area and it's out towards a place called Fox Island oh, and yeah. just very strategically located that um, most of the people commuting home off the freeway have to drive past through the valley to past my farm stand to their houses so so it worked out really well was that part of the vision when you realized the location no. was oh, okay because no. you you're know. brilliant <laughs> yeah, it just it was just luck um my my thought, I think, you know, being a new 
a new plan and a new grower, not really knowing what was out there. I was thinking I was going to be doing farmer's markets. Hmm. Um, sure. That's how a lot of people get started, yeah. right? And um, that was in 2019. And then I grew that year. And then I thought, okay, I'm ready to to go to the market. And of course, COVID shut everything down. And so there's the big pivot. Yes. Oh, Kristen. Okay, now what do I do? And uh, Gig Harbor just really embraced the whole local flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a really um, kind of echoes what I've heard from people in other regions in that all of a sudden people are kind of closer to home and they're looking to support local, Mm -hmm. local anything, but farmers were part of the, you know, beneficiaries of that. I also want to say when you, you say you're 12 minutes away from the uptown area, that is like the big shopping district. Most flower farmers who are on rural land are not 12 minutes away from the big city. They're like maybe (laughs) 90 minutes away. So that's a benefit for you. Yes. And um, I actually sell them out of little mom and pop stores that are like a mile down the road. And I have my farm stand. And then I actually go over to Fox Island. That's about 10 minutes from me, the opposite way. They're 20 minutes from the, and I sell out of on the island there. Too. Yeah. So oh my gosh. Good. That's so cool. And <laughs> it is like Fox Island is, I, I've been there once or twice. It's an island that you can drive across a bridge to get yes. to. So yes. that that's a benefit. Compared yeah. to waiting in the ferry line. Well, uh, Kristen, how, what is your acreage? Um, you you obviously are probably growing on a lot less than you have, but um, yes. talk a little bit about how this cattle farm became a flower farm. Yeah, and it, and it was um, before it was cattle; it was uh, horse uh, stables. So we have some um, tiered areas mm-hmm. um I have well, it's eight acres and we have lower acreage that is designated wetlands that we cannot grow in oh wow um that but it sure creates beauty f- of of birds and everything you know mm. the animals that are brought in. it's just it's your pastoral scenery uh <laughs> to, yeah yeah the borrowed the borrowed view oh I can't wait to visit <laughs> And um, I have, we have three hoop houses and then we have an area, um, probably, it probably was about an acre and a half all planted. Okay. Um, and when I first started, it was just like maybe a quarter or a half of that. And it's just over the years, it's gotten bigger and bigger. And then as that occurs, the, the need was there. I, I, um, yeah, it, it was just. The need was there and I kept increasing. And then we, last year we got a few people, employers to help. Cause I was like, Oh wow. My retirement job is <laughs> turning into something big. Yeah. Hardcore, hardcore. Well, referring to the need being there, I think um, let's talk a little bit about that because you're alluding to who's buying your flowers, right. In terms of your marketplace. Yeah. What, um, Okay, so you thought you were going to start out selling to farmers markets, mm-hmm. and then that kind of got put on mm-hmm. hold. Um, did you start your on-farm sales during the COVID period, where you could have like contactless, you know, safe access to flowers? Or well, what, what I came was first? Selling, I took so I took my flowers down to the little market, and I asked the her if I could sell some flowers out. She's like, "Oh yeah, I can sell those for you." So pretty soon I was bringing in them and then word got out and then I was bringing in more (laughs) and then Fox Island heard and they asked me to do that to do there and so that first year I didn't sell off the farm I was just trying to keep up with the demand you were just taking 
Were you taking bouquets or single? Okay. Bouquets. And when you I see them, with daffodils, my first bouquets were daffodils. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's so Pacific Northwest, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. Um, so when you say the market, do you mean like a, like a local grocery store? or Yes, they're just like little mom and pop stores along the area. So you don't have to drive in the whole the 12 minutes. <laughs> and where, where you get your eggs and your milk. And exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so they didn't really have a source for flowers before you, no, you came on. No, wow. it became a really big, a big thing. And then, so from that, people, you know, saw, saw my name and saw that and started asking. And so then the following year, I got the farm stand on the property. Okay. And, and that's so, the, where everybody's driving past. To yes. come home from. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and so, um, I'm, that's open usually Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if the flowers hold out. And then the store is like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, during the week. So I don't have people coming on the farm during the the weekdays. Oh, I see. So you kind of handle it, handle the weekend crowd because there's probably more. A lot, yeah. And when they stop at your farm stand, what are you, are you, staffing it yourself or are you kind of doing it on the honor system? It's the honor system. Wow. And, and, fingers crossed it's gone really well I'm so glad yeah (laughs) you know in general that's what I hear I mean I guess there's like one you know one theft a season or something that Uh kind of crushes your soul but um usually there's little notes saying I owe you or you know and then it it all one week I'll have extra money but yeah it's cute (laughs) wow so um is it um is it also cash and carry like they're getting pre-designed bouquets? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. And do you have them in mason jars or do people just take the arrangement? Just just, uh, just bouquets, yeah. I've done occasional like on teachers, um, you know, teacher appreciation. I'll do mason jars and stuff like that. But mainly bouquets. People usually come for bouquets. And they can call in special order bouquets mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. I need like 48 hours usually. So I do that also, but. So do you like the design part of it, Kristen? Because you were saying earlier, you don't like to do admin, you like to farm. <laughs> I actually had some of the, some people help me this year with bouquets. I do like making bouquets, but the, the amount of bouquets that are, are needing to be made are cranking it out. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I do prefer the growing and the, the seeding and the growing and the harvesting better than yeah. <laughs> I don't have as much confidence. Well, how, how did you, I mean, let's back up a little bit. You, you moved here from Alaska, but aren't you, are you originally from the lower 48? Yes. I grew up in Everett, Washington. Okay. So you're (laughs) kind of a PNW girl. Yeah. Um, And then I moved to Eastern Washington and then to Alaska. Okay. Were flowers part of your life in those other places or why now? Like what, what, what made this all happen? Uh, um, you said retirement, but you're too young for that. Yes. <laughs> um, so my growing up, my mother was a very big component of um, teaching me how to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a large, large garden in our backyard and she would grow vegetables and can and um and it was just that like a happy time. That yeah. I really enjoyed that. Me and my sister out there in the pea patch eating the peas and you know, shelling peas on the back porch. Love um, that. And then um I we grew me and my sister had a garden in eastern Washington too, lots of great tomatoes. But then when I moved to Alaska, there was no 
It's too hard. There was no, yeah. And um, peonies though. Yes. Go back. Peonies is going to be the thing. <laughs> yes. And if, if I just visited um, our member in um, Wasilla this summer, mm-hmm. um, uh, Misty Vanderweel, and she grows a lot in the field and also under um, high tunnels, but she's, you know, accepted that her growing season is, you know, four and a half months or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it, it's really uh, not something that you if you don't have a greenhouse, you probably don't do in right, Alaska. Right. So, cool. so it was flowers were probably not even in the, in the mix for you. No, then. no, no. And even my, my house, my yard was, I hardly grew any flowers in it, but my yeah. husband, when we moved down here, he was the one that was like, let's, let's get some property and do that. And I'm like, I was all for it. Um, wow. And um, he, he was thinking vegetables. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> I've heard that flowers, you know, local flowers is going to be a big thing. That was in 2018 that we. Wow. I love it. And that you have a little bit of this family legacy of gardening Mm -hmm. and positive memories that kind of um, seem like, you know, it would be a joyful experience, even though I know it's tons of hard work. (laughs) um, Well, that's interesting. So you started with daffodils. Mm -hmm. Um, You must have planted them that first fall and then Mm -hmm. had them blooming in the spring and then is that when you said how am I going to sell these or yeah, no well no like I said my idea was that I was going to be doing the farmer's market oh right 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 yeah yeah and it just didn't it didn't work so. right but people still yeah. wanted flowers oh yeah yeah it was just the farmer's markets were all shut down so these these little grocery markets um evolved into word of mouth more people were mm-hmm. contacting you mm-hmm. and um now, what's your mix? Are you do you have kind of the the direct to consumer component as well oh, yeah. as a wholesale component? So yeah, so after that first year, people were approaching me for events and weddings, DIY weddings, and uh, you know growers buckets and things like that. And um, I sell to to florists. I have a few, uh, quite a few florists that are really um, promoting local flowers and also. Um, just the the public doing you know your DIY weddings right right and so um, how do people generally um, do you have an availability list for florists or yes um, yes so um, I have an availability list that goes through um, my friend who's a florist and she has all her contacts oh wow and have, yes and then I have um, um, just special I just do the Mailchimp you know, mm-hmm. newsletter, uh, yeah. availability list that I do on a weekly basis. Oh, so somebody could request that from you. Well, yes, yes, yeah. Well, I know our mutual friend Christina Stemble from Farm Girl Flowers is um, telling me that she, I don't think she's spec- very specific when she orders from you. She just wants what's freshest and and yeah. looks the best, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, that was that was quite shocking when I had a. <laughs> Uh, an order form for Christina and I was like is this the farm girl flowers and she's like yes and I'm like oh talk about pressure <laughs> well and and I as I understand it because she lives in Gig Harbor now um she um does uh, there's phases of this but she does a lot of online content where she's designing and just talking about technique and all and I think that's when she was needing local flowers right because yes, she yes. doesn't have access otherwise Yes. Unless she drives up to Seattle, which, you know, is why I think why your demand is so, why you're meeting such important demand well, is traffic. 
Yes. And, and that's another thing that are the local farmers in my area are trying to get together because the, the commute is so long and having to go over the bridge and pay tolls that we know that there's a florist that would totally benefit from, from a group of us farmers getting together. Okay. Well, that's a lovely, nice segue to your <laughs> other, your, uh, because why ask, you know, a busy woman can always find time to do one more thing. <laughs> so the gig Harbor, Farmer Guild or Flower Farmer Guild? What's the actual Farmer, Dig Harbor Far, Flower Farmers Guild. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you are the instigator behind this group, I understand. Well, but are there a few other people? There is a few other people. Um, we started out just finding the local gardeners in the area. Um, we had got to talking and Lindsay Mesa from Fox Island Flowers um, started a chat amongst the flower farmers in our area. And one of the florists, my friend, um, Sherry from White Glove Pink Apron, she was the one that instigated getting us all together in the summer. And I wasn't able to attend that, but the next um, November, I think, um, we all got together and we said, hey, let's, let's form the Gig Harbor Guild and sell to retail and wholesale to uh, florists. So they so can was access this, this was this was about a year ago then. Yes. It's been wow. A year. Okay. Yeah. Well, interesting that you were instigated by a, a florist who was, for yes. her own selfish reasons, uh -huh. wanted to simplify the flower sourcing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. She was, she's been extremely active getting the florists and the farmers together saying, Hey, you know, um, we have these these farmers here that are growing flowers and that are available and that are fresh and um, they're getting together and we would like, you know, we'd like you to come purchase flowers for us. And we're starting to, we, last summer we sold up uptown um, of area. The It's like a shopping district, right? Shopping district. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a huge success. Wow. So tell me how it's structured. Is it, um, weekly or, you know, certain months, how, how did you end up kind of manifesting this? Well, it's all, idea? <laughs> it's all new. Yeah. So, it's still in, in, still in development, right? Yes. It's still in development. We're trying to figure it all out. We, um, get availability list, a, a fresh sheet, and we have our list of florists that is, we send it to. Um, and that's usually on, um, a Monday morning. And then on Wednesday, they can come to the uptown market and pick up what they want. And they can also look and see the extra mm -hmm. flowers that we've brought and that haven't, you know, that are available. Mm -hmm. So they can, they can purchase ahead of time. So they have their um, order ready. Plus they can look at other flowers. Yeah. To purchase. That's um, Island Flower Growers Cooperative in on Vancouver Island um, in Canada. I visited them this past April and it's very much the same. Mm -hmm. The pre-orders are a larger percentage of mm -hmm. what's there, but the florists who have to come pick up their order inevitably shop more, right? They find extra things. Oh, look at that flock, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it in a way, um, Kristen, because you're still kind of developing this, is it still individual transactions with each flower farmer? As of right now, it is. Uh -huh. um, down the road, we're we're hoping to come up with a different pay method. But yeah. as of right now, it's individual. Yeah. So I'm 
I'm curious on the business structure, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but is there, uh, do people, the, do the farmers pay a percentage to the guild or do you not need that because you don't really have overhead? We don't have overhead right now. We're not needing that, but we are paying dues to belong to the guild. And then there's different tiers. So um, we have our founding members that are selling down at the market, our wholesale. Everybody's allowed to do wholesale, but the retail aspect where we're making bouquets and selling down there, um, that's for, you have to kind of be grandfathered into mm-hmm. that because that's a big part too. Just people walking by wanting a bouquet of flowers wow. and yeah. a lot of the smaller, the smaller gardeners are flower farmers are doing that mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the larger farms that are bunching for wholesale. Mm-hmm. When you, you use the word gardener, but do you mean like people who kind of are segueing from being home avid home gardeners to thinking about selling their flowers? Yes. Really? Yes. You have some, we have, um, Harbor Girl Flowers, she has amazing bouquets. She does amazing work. She just has a really small backyard area. But every every Wednesday, she was sold out in the first half hour of... Wow. Because she's wow. just beautiful. Because <laughs> word, word got out then among... Yeah. <laughs> so you do it on Wednesdays, and this is like mm-hmm. kind of just during the growing season? When did yeah, you actually started- start? We start in March, um, tulips, and, and, you know, we don't have that much tulips. We get to go to the ranunculus. And then um, it's usually from 10 to 1 that we do it or 10 until we're sold out. And it's Wednesdays. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. And did you each just – I'm asking these questions because I – Every week I hear from somebody who wants to do something like this around mm-hmm. the country. So I know this is going to be helpful. But um, getting – Getting a group of flower farmers together on the same day to sell, first of all, that's a challenge. Uh And obviously the location worked out really well for you because it doesn't sound like you're paying for the space. It's sort of a, it's like a pavilion, right? It's like a pavilion. Yes, it's a beautiful area. Yeah. Yeah. And you sent me a photo. So we'll share that in our show notes because it's, it's sort of where, I don't know, where concerts take place or something or they'll do music. They'll do like a ladies night. Um, it's just a, like a shop, a nice shopping area. Yeah, and then this this is like the public air, the public gathering space at the shopping area. Yeah, yeah. and it's an easy access off the freeway into the area, and for, yeah, and parking is free, and I think yeah. that's a big that's a big plus. Okay, so you've got the farmers together. How did you get the word out? How did you get? Was it just people who were already there picking up their you know their coffee and saw it or what? I think, well, it was, you know, Instagram is a fabulous vehicle for getting, (laughs) um, promoting and, um, uptown, they promoted on their website and just the word of mouth through, through Gig Harbor and, um, the first, the floor and the florists, of course, we, we sent emails to all the florists, but, um, but that first weekend was that first Wednesday was really good. And the, and each following Wednesday has been really good, but we only, we've only been doing it. We only did it from, so we didn't start till September. At that venue. September, yes. At that venue. So yes, the Earl, you were at a different location before that. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so we're ready for March. <laughs> I was going to say, leave them wanting more, right? Yep. I mean, it's really great to have that kind of sponsoring venue, which I I love that they're promoting it because if if you were a shopping mall owner, wouldn't you want to create events to get people mm-hmm. to come? Maybe they'll shop while they're there and mm-hmm. go into the retail vendors. So the retail 
uh, merchants are supportive of this. They don't see you as competition. Yes. And they come out and shop too. (laughs) I love it. Um, And one other question, and that is um, on the wholesale versus retail. I know that's always attention for some, well, not always, but often attention. Do the, do the florists mind that you're selling to the public or like what's, how do you rationalize that? No, because I think that they realize that there's, you know, certain customers that are looking more for a uh, market bouquet as opposed to a lot of the wholesalers are buying for events and weddings and, and things like that. And the prices are different. They are. Okay. And, and if some of, do you have retail flower shop owners who shop from you or is that sort of, there really is, aren't any in the area? Say that again, retail. Oh, um, retail flower shops. Are they buying from you too? No, I don't think they're. No, they no, they're not. Yeah, not at this. Yeah. But I mean, at the at a wholesale. I mean, I, that's why we send out the whole the fresh sheet because the prices for the wholesalers are. That's so smart. Yeah, it's so smart, and I guess it's back to your point about you know the smaller gardener early, you know, early adopter kind of person who's moving from a hobbyist to actually entrepreneur, their, um, their market bouquets are their calling card. Whereas it sounds like you at Sweetwater STEM, you're growing quantities. So you're happy to go after the, the wedding and event customer who wants 20 bunches of the same variety that sort of thing. You can do that. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of the kind of the two tiers that we have. We have, mm-hmm. like I said, smaller farms that um, they do. They don't want to do wholesale, really. Right, right. They want to be part of the guild and they want to sell their flowers and they don't have a farm stand or they don't, they're zoned so they can't can't do that. And so it has really benefited both of us. I love that you're making kind of space for everybody. Yes. What um, what do you have? I mean, I we talked about you getting started with daffodils, but give me kind of your crop mix for the whole year. Like, what are you known for and what do you love to grow? What I love to grow, ranunculus. Everybody loves ranunculus. They're just, they're just the beautiful Juicy. flower. Yeah. They're just... Um, so you're you're already planting those, right? Or oh, yeah. you will be soon. Yeah. I okay. have hoop houses, so I have I have two hoop houses planted in ranunculus, and then I do my lisianthus. That's a love hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I've never grown them, so I can only empathize with yeah. uh, what you're saying and what I heard. Yeah, I love it when everything goes right. This last year wasn't the best year. I don't know why, but are you growing them from um, from plugs? Yeah, from plugs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Farm, farm. yeah. Okay, so that's sort of. Ranunculus and um, your spring bulbs are kind of your first crop, and then you segue into the summer crops, and that's when you do the lisianthus. Yeah, lisianthus. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, snapdragons. That's another, you know, the top five. I love those. Ami. Just every, a lot of just market flowers. We also, but we also grow a stilby and, um, you know, the, the uh, corn cockle, you know, yeah. people don't, you don't you don't get that at at a market usually. A corn cockle is more of a a flower farmer. Yeah, I was gonna say some yeah. of the, the just listening to your list, I'm like, well, she's building a bouquet in her head as she's <laughs> <laughs> because you need the focal and the texture and the mm. the accent. So you can't just grow dahlias. You have to if you're gonna build a bouquet, you have to have a whole complement. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So um, and. You know, we have lots of deer pressure, so we have to be, we put up temporary fences in the, 
in the summer are sunflowers. Thank goodness for, um, I have another flower farmer, uh, Humming Harvest. She's an amazing farmer. And yep, she's a sunflowers member. Yeah. yeah. And I had to um, buy sunflowers from her last year because my, my deer took them all out. The easiest flower to grow. And I, I had they munched on them for my bouquets. So your high tunnels are, or hoops are going to mm-hmm. protect everything underneath from deer, uh-huh. but in the open field, the open fields. Oh yeah. no. What are you going to do? What? Uh, well, I put up this funny um, temporary fence because it's a wetland area and I can't have um, a permanent fence. Permanent fence. Oh no. So, and it keeps them out. It does keep them out. It just, I'm embarrassed for the neighbors to see my. <laughs> I think they're overlooking that because they like your flowers so much. Yeah. They oh, that's, that's a challenge. So it is. Like, it's determined. Is it kind of um, influencing what choices you make about what yes. you grow then? Yeah, the roses. I tried growing roses. I've tried. I've, I've given up. I just, I the deer just eat them. No. And they just Do love them. But they like hydrangeas too, but. Mm. so crushing. <laughs> I, try and, I try, you know, do the, try and keep them, put them where I can, but the um, perennials are a little bit harder for me. And so, yeah. I've given up on the roses. Well, I mean, I guess the lesson is just after trial and error, you know what's going to do well on your farm, and that's what you'll go deep into. And um, that's, you know, building that wholesale customer who wants quantities. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a good solution versus, you know, trying to be do a little bit of everything, which is and a lot of people start out wanting to do a little bit of everything and growing 100 varieties. And, you know, that's... That's it's all beautiful and it's fun, but it's not necessarily the right business decision, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I've very much scaled back the list of flowers that I've mm. grown. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, tell me, I'm looking at your logo behind you, the cute pickup truck with the flowers. <laughs> do you have a pickup truck? We do not. Oh, I do that's not. on your wish list. <laughs> I know it is. Everybody has one. <laughs> Well, not so not everybody. Cute. I don't have one, but no, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a cute it's it's a cute logo and it yeah. kind of um it's it's something that really telegraphs farm and agriculture but also mm-hmm. the flowers, so I li- I do like it. Um you said people are coming to your farm for your farm stand and that what are other other ways people can in- engage with Sweetwater Stem Co. It, it, I'm sure you get a lot of requests of people yeah. who want to come visit. Yeah. Yes. Um in the past, we haven't had people come on the farm because there's a lot of regulations, but I'm hoping for 2024 to be able to hold some events for um, either a night on the farm or you pick um, mm-hmm. type of events. Um, I'm, so we're looking into that for, and of yeah. course, some bouquet classes that oh, are yeah. hopefully going. So you have, you have an, do you have an area where you can do that, like a barn oh, or? Yeah, we have two barns on the area and we have some um uh, covered areas that that we can utilize but oh my gosh okay like I said the farm was vintage and it's taken quite a few years to get everything looking good I mean look what you've done in five years Kristen that's amazing you you've created a whole you've created a, a a market where the demand didn't even didn't even exist and that's pretty that's pretty impressive yeah and now the customers are expecting you to show up and have flowers. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And then I get some of those. Where are the flowers? That's the same thing I sell. Um, I also sell 
eggs out of the farm stand. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's funny on Saturday mornings, they'll be lined up and get ready to get the eggs. And it's like, oh, I don't want to make anybody mad. (laughs) When they're they're gone, they're gone. (laughs) I mean, when they're gone, they're gone, right? Oh, that's great. I can't wait to come visit. Um, I obviously got you after the end of the season, but there's always that opening day at um, Uptown. Let me know about that or I'll follow you on Instagram and and come visit. Um, This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing what you guys are doing and um, kudos to all your colleagues, some of whom I got to meet. A few of them are Slow Flowers members. So I, I, when you mentioned um, Amy at Ami Harvest, I was like, yeah, I know she's got great stuff. and but people can follow Sweetwater Stemco on Instagram, and then also the Gig Harbor Flower Farmers Guild has its own own account, right? Yes, we do. Okay, yeah. great. We'll add that to our show notes so people can find and follow you. Yes. And are you? Uh, what's your holiday plan? Are you doing wreaths, or are you kind of out of that business? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm taking some time off. I I had every intention of doing wreaths. Um, I did eucalyptus wreaths in no in November. They were they were a hit. Oh, but, neat. But yeah. I just, yeah, I'm ready. I needed, I needed December off. <laughs> you need to read your seed catalogs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Plan so there's flowers for next year. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's so much fun. Thank you, Kristen, for joining us. And we'll uh, have lots of photos that Kristen has shared with me in our show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com and um, also all her social places so you can find and follow her. Um, happy holidays. Thank you. so much for joining us today. Visit slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 639 to find our show notes and watch the replay video. Kristen has shared lots of photos for our show notes, so you'll want to check them out. And I'll also include her social places and social media details for following the new Gig Harbor Flower Farmers Guild. Our next thank you goes to Mayesh Wholesale Florist. Family owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S. and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. A few newsworthy items to check out this week. First, our Slow Flowers December newsletter dropped on December 1st, and you can find the link in today's show notes. It's packed with great content, resources, stories, and flowers. And remember to grab your ticket to the 2024 Slow Flower Summit. There's just three weeks left to take advantage of the early bird registration rate, in which you'll save $100 off your summit registration that expires December 31st. And Slow Flowers members always receive an extra $100 off their registration. Find the link to more details in our show notes or head over to slowflowersummit.com. I can't wait to see you in Banff, Alberta, Canada, June 23rd through 25th, 2024. And this Friday is the final Slow Flowers member meetup for the year, Friday, December 8th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. You can find the pre-registration link in today's show notes for episode 639 at slowflowerspodcast.com or in our link tree, Instagram profile at Slow Flower Society. Our meetup guests, Hillary Alger and Joy Longfellow of Johnny's Seeds Floral Team, 
we'll be sharing a preview of the dazzling new flower seed introductions for 2024. And we might even have some seed giveaways for those who attend. Thank you to the Gardener's Workshop, which offers a full curriculum of online education for flower farmers and farmer florists. Online education is more important than ever, and you'll want to check out the course offerings at thegardenersworkshop.com. I love all this floral goodness, and I am so happy you joined me today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than one million times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowersociety.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.